This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, Donna Valentine here, just in the nick of time. Did I make it? Oh, good job, Donna. Thank you. Steve Patterson, still not here. It's a it, rough road. Out it there, is literally. snowing like crazy, and the roads are so slippery. Right. I mean, there are crashes everywhere. If you've heard uh, Kenny talk about it, um, I left my house at 725 this morning and just got oh. here like. Oh, my gosh. Eight minutes ago. Oh, no. It's like you're traveling just... It's like when you're in L.A. and you're just trying to get five miles and it's yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. Yep. So that was 19 miles. It took an hour and a half to get here a little more. <laughs> so there you go. And Steve's a little bit farther west, uh, coming from farther west than I was. So he'll he'll be here momentarily. Sure. Um, when he gets here, we'll have to talk about that huge win for the Vikings, <gasps> the 17 point comeback. Yes, a lot of celebrations, eight and one now. Just... Oh, they're eight and one. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of high hopes. This oh my year. gosh, my brother uh, was texting me last night. I was watching The Crown, and he's like, um, Huge win for the Vikings. Amazing. Vikings are legit. A team of destiny. Yes. yes. I just wrote to him. I didn't even remember they were playing. Uh, I go, I know they're good this year, though. And he's like, um, yeah, they got there by accident. He's like, you better brush up on the miracle of a game that happened before at work tomorrow so no one thinks you're that person. Oh, my gosh. He's very harsh. (laughs) He's a huge football fan. That's good. Like, you can't call him on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get be that. Like I'm watching football. What are you doing? And he and he doesn't do like fantasy football or anything. He just watches all the games. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys, uber fan of the sport. Good for him for not getting into fantasy football. I watched all the games because specifically, I mean, fantasy I I do football. like football. Um, but yeah, I played fantasy football. I would have, have like go to Buffalo Wild Wings and be looking at like six screens to keep track of all my players. <laughs> oh my players. God, I did not know that about oh you. Oh my God, it got out of control. And it's just the competitiveness in me. I wanted to win the office, you know. Pool, yeah. Yeah. So are you still playing? No, I didn't. I don't play anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a fun time in my life. Sure. I used to work for Gatorade, so, oh, you that's know. that's right. I could go to any game I wanted oh and sit gosh. in the Gatorade box for free. That is amazing. Yeah, Look who just walked in. Over. Oh, hello. Hey, Steve. Oh, freshly cut. Look at that. Thing. He got his hair cut. That's where he really was. Yeah, um, getting his hair cut. Uh, Steve, you got it? He's I got it. Steve I turned has, on his mic. He has busted headphones, so he can't. I know, and I had to bring, I brought in like old school ones. I'm really trying to avoid the over the head headphone if possible i wish i could so i got i got an extension cord that's not why you called that was so exciting 
The it's drive or the game last night? You know, they were both. Let's we'll, t- we'll complain about the commute, you know, for the rest of the winter. Um, that game, remember how I have been saying the wonderful thing about sports is that it is unscripted. Yeah, yeah. They write the script. Uh, it's like improv comedy. Yeah, you kn- you have no idea what's about to happen. I wish I would have known how exciting the end of that game would have been. And I would have recorded because uh, as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, like Game of Thrones, pick your favorite show, Handmaid's Tale, Squid Game, whatever. You could not get a reaction to any of those shows with surprise mm. as you had yesterday in a room filled with tepid sports fans. And by the way, in the house where I was, which was mine, uh, <laughs> but like my sister was over, had, had a friend over, there were no diehard born and raised here Vikings fans. Sure. So, and that really adds to how compelling this, the story was in real time. The reaction that we had, the greatest drama could never get the, the biggest mystery could never have a reveal that would have had as big of a reaction. And by the way, that reaction happened about three or four different times in a span of right. like and not always for good, right? I mean, no. some of it like oh, you know, Kirk Cousins and his past, there right? Were three, Which is awful. There were three different times that it seemed like the Vikings were going to win and then lose. And the ending of that game, the the fact that uh, it was just it was insane. It was just so crazy. Oh. And for Minnesota, who Minnesota sports fans are used to things going wrong. Right? Yes, yes. There was an extra we're point the, that was missed. Wah, wah. Yeah, it's like we're just waiting Fair for... Fairweather fans. Yeah, the levy to break, so to speak. Like, at some point, something's going to go wrong. But it's been such a wonderful run-up to this point. They were 7-1 and one going into the game yesterday. And I think that people, when it looked like we were going to lose, at the very end of the game, with less than a minute... Tuned out? I, no, I think that... I don't think they tuned out. I think that they just had that collective... Wah, okay, wah. this is where it starts to... Crumble and yes. then the fumble in the end zone. Do you know? In fact, it was the first time since 1978, if I'm remembering my Sports Center stat correctly, the first time since 1978 that a team that had been trailing with less than a minute in the fourth quarter then was leading in the fourth quarter via a defensive score. So, which means in the last, uh, yeah. what is that, almost 50 years, whatever, Gosh. there has not been a team who's been trailing with less than a minute to go in an NFL football game that then got a, scored a go-ahead touchdown yeah. on a defensive fumble recovery or interception return oh, for wow. a touchdown. Like what we saw wow. people haven't seen in the last 45 years or something like that. So if it felt pretty epic, it was really epic. Yeah, Ben cool. Ben Lieber... Current host of Twin Cities Live. Mm-hmm. After I was removed, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think he he does great things. You should watch his. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram, you can for a myriad of reasons. But he always he's a sideline reporter there, so mm-hmm. he does a recap of the game right after at the field at U.S. Bank or yesterday he was in Buffalo, and I think he said it was the greatest game he's ever been to, like that he's ever oh, seen with his wow. own eyes, like the most intense, exciting, holy crap. And Buffalo is like one of the best teams in the NFL. Mm. And so the fact that it all happened, and then the interception at the end of the game when it seemed like we were going to lose, just in a more painful way via Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and then Patrick Peterson has his second interception of the day. 
It was just it was just unbelievable. So shout out to the Vikings. Eight yeah! and one. Woo! What's that song? Skull Vikings? Oh yes. Skull Vikings. Your athletic supporter right here. Um <laughs> All right. Well there you go. Glad you made it in, Steve. Yeah, my goodness. That was exciting. And you got here on time. Yeah, yeah, I got here at f- like 54. Oh man, what pulled a in. journey. And then just even pulling into the parking lot, your wheels are spinning. Really? You can't get up the hill to get in the gate. And you you, uh, you sent me a note midway through the drive saying like, hey, I'm in a parking lot sort of situation. And I was ready to be like, oh, don't worry. And then I looked down and my GPS, which I keep on on snowy days, just in case sure. anything, you know, there's a better route to take. Um, had in a span of, I don't know, a stretch of like 10 minutes. Had added 16 new minutes wow. to my commute, and then that's just you're in one of those situations where yeah. it now just keeps going up and up. So anyway, be drive careful, out there, yeah, guys. for sure. Uh, all right, when we come back, some rando fun facts. Yeah, we got some things that make you go, huh? Coming up next on my talk. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve Show on my talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Am I right? Yeah, so true. John McClain is hanging with us as well. Hello. And, hello. Hey, Donna. And Steve's got some random fun facts. Do you know where the largest dairy queen in the world is? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. It's a good guess. Thank you. Uh, Don, you want to guess? Wasn't it founded in Minnesota? That is true. So I would say Minnesota. Okay. I did not know that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to give kind of like prices, right? Rules. I'm going to give this to the closest person geographically. Oh, and I think that's going to be Donna because the biggest dairy queen in the world is in Saudi Arabia. Oh, what? what? <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. How cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, is Dubai in Saudi Arabia? No, it's in the United Arab Emirates. Okay, that's good to know. And don't forget to study up on your Middle East geography. Um, Okay, I'm trying to find a picture of this. World's largest Dairy Queen. And I wonder if it's the same exact man. What, do they just have more seating? Is it a huge hit? Maybe maybe in Saudi Arabia? It's always about the play area. Yeah, a double... I don't think Decker. DQ has a play area. They, maybe, maybe they do they in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe um, they have a sandbox. Interesting. Anyway, next time you go to Saudi Arabia, I don't know if you've been recently, but stop in for some hot eats and cool treats. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. A senator named David Rice Atchison might have been president for one day. James K. Polk's t- uh, term ended at noon on Sunday, March 4th. This was back in 1849. The next president after James Polk was Zachary Taylor. But Zachary Taylor refused to be sworn in on a Sunday. Hmm. So for one day, Senator David Rice Atchison might have been president. I would have put all sorts of rules into place if I was David. <laughs> that day would have been the most epic day in legislative history. I don't know how presidencies work. Since Atchison was the president uh, pro tempore of the Senate, he was the next in line of succession. So even though he was never sworn in, 
and a lot of historians, frankly, dispute this. Technically, he was the president for the day. So however many presidents we have. Oh, add one. Add one. And then be one of those people at your dinner party. What are we up to? 36? 40, 40, hang on, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47. I think this is 47. Wow. I think. Well, you said George, it with such George H.W. Bush was 42, wasn't he? Yes. So 43 would have been Clinton. 44 would have been George W. 45 would have been uh, Obama. 46, Trump. 47, Biden. I'm going to fact knew check that, that Obama was 45. Oh, then bam. 45, right. so... 45. And then I kind of lost consciousness for a while. Yeah, he's 47. <laughs> we have 47 right now. Okay. Oh. Speaking of presidents, um, I'll talk about it after the break. Never mind. I'm going to push it. I'm going to mm. push it. I'm pushing it. Hmm. The IRS requires you to pay taxes on money that you get illegally. <laughs> so if you rob a bank, if you sell drugs, <laughs> if you commit credit card fraud oh. or anything else, and if you get caught... You could get audited if you have not paid up on the illegally attained money. That's interesting. May I change the subject back to presidencies? Absolutely. I'm seeing uh, there have been 46 presidencies, including the current one. And 45 different individuals have served as president. Thank you. Wait a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. George H.W. Bush. Wasn't he 42 or was he 41? Or I guess he was 41. You're right. The chronological list here. He was 41. Yeah, he was 41. Uh Uh-oh. There was a documentary on him called 41. 41. I think on (laughs) HBO or something. But who was 45? Yeah, did they... uh, So 45. The 45th president was Trump? Uh, Let me get back to you on that. Hmm... They oh. don't have it in. Okay, here we go. Here we here we. Are. They should have had him do promos for Channel Forty Five. Oh, Forty Five. The last like? man standing. What a what a great show. There's only one man who stands. Yeah, Forty Five was Trump. Forty Six was Biden. Okay. <laughs> here you go. Watch Ring Nation Saturday nights. Forty Five. Yeah, they should have reached out to him. They like, maybe they still can. They possibly. I mean, the number thing. Not like it's going to change. Oh, yeah, big oh, announcement tomorrow. Big, he said there's a big announcement tomorrow. Oh, oh did not. I was thinking of the no, 45 guy. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, former President Donald This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, Trump said that there's a big announcement tomorrow. <laughs> any guesses? Didn't his daughter just get married over the weekend? Tiffany. Yes. Yeah, a very, um, we'll talk SNL in a moment. 
Okay. But there was a funny, <laughs> funny bit about that. Anyway, um, I have a couple more fun facts for you. Okay. Although they are sort of still historical, not political, historical. During the Battle of Bunker Hill and the Revolutionary War, remember that from school? Most I'm glad of, you said from school. Yes. <laughs> most of the fighting did not take place on Bunker Hill. It happened about 200 yards away on Breed's Hill. So why is it called Bunker Hill? And now this from my personal life. I asked the living room the other night. I said, what if you could have lived in a previous era, where would you have lived? But, and I went back to the, 17th, uh, the 1700s, not the 17th century, the 1700s. I think there would have been something. We started talking a little bit about the Revolutionary War, Paul Revere, all of this kind of stuff. I just feel like for one week, if you could live in a different era for one week, the 1700s to me in kind of colonial America feels like it would have been a really interesting time to live. But then we started talking about how much easier it must have been to cycle sleep, to have good sleep habits in the 1700s. Now, your pillow would have sucked. But mm. when it gets the dark hay out... in your wagon would yeah, probably do the job. But it would have, you know, there's there have been advancements. We have sleep number now. We have memory foam, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But... We're so much happier, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Well, think of this. The sun goes down. You have all you have now are candlelight and a fireplace. And so I think it would have been easier for your body to naturally acknowledge it's time for me to start slowing down. Now we are inundated by blue light all the time, which is tricking our body. So then we have these irregular sleep patterns. I just think it would have been easier to respect the circadian rhythm in the 1700s, I thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. What era would you have liked to have lived? Hmm. For one week, you get a one-week experience. Where do you want to go? I want to go to the 50s, I think. That's what Lou said. Sock it just hop. seemed innocent and fun. Guys were cool. Gals were wearing poodle skirts and poodle saddle skirt. shoes. Thinking like happy days. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed fun and innocent. Don, you get to live one week in any other era. Which week do you live, or which era do you live in, and why? Zero. As Jesus. In, as in like the AD zero. Let's see what Jesus is doing. Oh, nice. Okay. Shoot. I like it. Probably again, good sleep patterns. Yeah. Not much change Unless in that. Unless I had 17. leprosy. That's true. That's why I'm hanging out with Jesus. Leprosy. <laughs> keeps you up there. Uh, I've got a plan, guys. Uh, I'm a hooker. <laughs> oh, Lord. In what? the 50s? <laughs> no, we do, with you. Oh, what oh, happened? Oh, Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I am obsessed with The Crown right now, and I have not watched much of anything else. Oh. I, I missed Chappelle on SNL. I saw a little bit of the monologue. That was what I, that was the only part I was interested in watching. So that was the only part I watched. Do you have an opinion on it? Um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was a pretty good monologue. Um, you know, he, he's an envelope pusher yeah. of, a, of a comedian. Yeah. You know, and he talked about Kanye and he talked about uh, Trump and it, you know there was even a brief moment there where he 
offended both, you know, Republicans and Democrats, which I think is the best way to do it. And, you know, if you're going to offend one side, offend everybody, everybody gets to laugh. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of gets uncomfortable at a different point. But I thought it was um, thought it was pretty good. And actually, I've said I, I'm, I'm not like a Dave Chappelle guy. I had a my brother-in-law would always try to show me sketches of, oh, here, watch this. It's from the Chappelle show. And they never hit for me. And I'm sure that says more about me than it does Dave Chappelle. Obviously, super successful. But it just wasn't my jam. Um, but I like that he, you know, just came out with a. There was a sense of when he takes the stage at SNL, there's a lean-in factor where you're just like, what's he going to say? Yeah. What's he gonna, yeah. Where's he going to go with all of this? And, you know, and he's also addressing, like, are there things... We can talk about stuff, right? Like, we can joke about stuff. At one point toward the end of it, he was like, I'm, you know, right before he was setting up for a, a final punchline. But he was saying that it's sort of a weird time to do comedy. And he hopes that he, you know, gets to continue to do it. But he's like, we should be able to joke about stuff. Like, right. about anything, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, yeah. so that was his approach on behalf of the comedians. But I thought it was uh, it was an engaging monologue. That's the thing about him, is he's very... Um... Now, I don't... I have to say, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of the Dave Chappelle show, yeah, ever. I, mean, I don't I, think I've seen one beginning to end. I maybe have seen a, a sketch, but yeah, same. Uh, that just wasn't my my jam. He knows how to captivate an audience. Yes. Like, you're talking about that lean-in factor. That's the mm-hmm. thing. You're like, what is he going to do? What is he going to say? And you're never sure. What's interesting about Dave Chappelle... You don't know when he's joking or not. And there was even one point where he's, he problem. said, all right, now I'm not, I'm not joking about this. And then he starts talking. So he views that stage in a way that most comedians don't. Most comedians think they have something funny to say, and so they want to say it. He has a variety of things that he's curious about. Yeah. And that he he uses that stage as a place to sort of... Work it out. Verbally process stuff. And there are punchlines throughout. And he also just has, you know, a pretty funny um, delivery as well. Like when he he can go into sort of mumbly looking down kind of thing. And then he can hit you with like a loud gosh darn, we'll call it. And it's really punctuated and really funny and suddenly very animated. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's it's not that he's a storyteller. He just like you said, he's he's just verbally processing things. I mean, he'll stop and light up a cigarette and just like ponder without saying anything for a second. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting he to watch. He owns the room. And I'll tell you what, and don't worry this won't get political. We're just talking no, about what Dave no. was talking about on SNL. But I like there was this one little bit where he talked about um he was talking about an old debate that had happened, like the, I think the first debate between uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump years ago in 20, this probably would have been early 2016, I guess. Okay. Um, but he talked about how, she, you know, she was like, you know, you got to check his taxes. And he was like, yeah, I don't pay taxes. And that makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, and if you right. want to change the tax code, then change, or you, you want to change that, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because... All of your rich friends are benefiting the same way that I am. He was just, Dave Chappelle was making this whole thing of what was wild was for the first time someone came out and was like, exactly what you think is going on in there is going on in there. 
And I'll see you later. I'm going to go back in there. And, right. and it was like, right. there was, it was this 30 second stretch where the crowd got to laugh at one side of the political party. And then he called out the other side of the political party right. for some supposed hypocrisy there. So there was a moment where it felt like, oh, okay, no one's safe here. And that's what someone who would just look at everything and comment on everything. Sure. That's how they would say it. Whereas if you just, and he even, you know, said he's, he's personally, he's a Democrat. But he didn't go full tilt against one side. I like that he punched both sides. Sure. You know? Yeah. It just makes it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it a little more interesting to watch. You know, I would like to say this because we had a listener. We talked about it this morning a little bit. um, And one of our listeners in a very nice, respectful, calm way, her name is Anne. She is Jewish. And she called and said she was offended about the way we talked about it and that we enjoyed it because she was very offended by Dave Mm. Chappelle. So I'm going to go back and listen to it in those, in that perspective, because I really was just doing my prep work this morning and in half listening. Mm -hmm. So I think that we maybe should keep that in mind and and take another look at it. Yeah. Well, I I saw that reaction because I was, I watched it after the fact I didn't watch it live. Yeah. And so I watched Twitter and half was like, oh, this was so great. And he was just spraying at everybody. And then there was another contingent of Twitter that was saying what you were saying, that they felt like this was, mm-hmm. that he was uh, reinforcing some anti-Semitic right. things. Yeah. And what uh-huh. Dave Chappelle was saying in, in that, at least as I understood it, um, was, or it almost seemed like at one point he was asking, or is comedy going to stay comedy or is it going to be... Mm. Constantly refined. And here's the thing I saw, and I don't know these guys. I don't know their comedy. Um, oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to forget names. Oh, um, one of the things on Twitter was talking about sort of that sentiment, Don, mm-hmm. of people who would have, for that reason or, or other reasons, felt offended mm-hmm. by any of Dave Chappelle's comedy. Um And I saw the tweet, and maybe you guys are more familiar with their comedy than I, but they said, if you are offended tonight by what Dave Chappelle said, you should go back and watch Eddie Murphy stand-up comedy or Richard Pryor stand-up oh, comedy absolutely. if you think that uh, Dave Chappelle is pushing the envelope. I don't know their comedy as much. I don't know Richard Pryor's comedy. I don't... Very, maybe I watched Delirious. political, I, I would say. Richard Pryor would get... He's kind of the, similar to Dave Chappelle in that he's talking about observations in society and things like that. Yeah. I think people might argue that we should know better by now or yeah. you know what I'm saying? We've yeah. gotten you know, it's it's desensitized. Yeah. yeah. It's just a dangerous thing to be Yeah. yeah I'm just gonna watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, yeah, and, I think that's a good idea. You know, not say and now this is my judgment. <laughs> like right. just to respect the fact that there's offensive there, comments. Yep, well exactly. the thing with Dave Chappelle is you can't tell what what side he's on. Like you were saying, Steve, like he'll right. he'll he, yeah. start to make a point and you're like, oh, he's pro this. Mm-hmm. And then he'll say something. And I don't know if he's saying something to drive home the point that people are ignorant and say ignorant things or if that's really him speaking. Right. I think it's easy to get lured into Chappelle's style of comedy. Again, limited sample sizes that I'm uh, yeah, yeah, judging yeah. this off of. But to think, and we all like this, we, the kind of comedy we like best is when we're not the butt of the joke, right? Sure. And yeah. so it's easy to get kind of lured in, and then you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to make fun of this thing. Right. And then he'll swing it right back, and now the pendulum is swinging back at you, and right. you're like, 
wait a minute. I don't know if I like this. Well, think as much about anymore. like, <clears throat> excuse me, Andrew Dice Clay. Hey. Horrible towards women, hmm. you know, but <sighs> I could see that it's horrible, but I can also laugh at it. But I'm also, you know, yeah. a white female, not a marginalized group. Sure. So I completely understand why people would be offended, you know, when, you know, you're talking about people whose lives can be at risk. Yes. If you perpetuate that mm-hmm. stereotype. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Comedy yeah, is interesting. It's just, it um, is. It is. And it and it's probably getting trickier and trickier to try to navigate and through what's okay, what's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not probably not a great time to be a stand-up comedian because you're yes. you know, thinking about like every word Walking on eggshells. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. And then the things that you can say, uh, you know, in stand-up comedy that if in everyone in a room might laugh at, and then we talked about this before, and then if you say it to a coworker or if a boss says it to you. The same exact thing, yeah. A, they could be let go, and B, the thing thing that is interesting, and this isn't necessarily about Dave Chappelle, this is sort of stand-up comedy in general. I feel like people laugh at, stand-up comedy a lot more and then if the same thing is said in a different context or from someone you don't like as much suddenly the outrage is there right where in a room you'll laugh it off and you'll find humor in it genuinely right and then if you see it in a different context somebody that you don't like on twitter said this then the outrage quickly turns on i feel like there's a little yeah sometimes there can be an inconsistency that makes me feel uncomfortable about what do you really feel Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're so, saying that and going, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, are you, though? That's yeah. are you? Well, yes. But I, I also mean like how people react to comedy and funny things. It feels sometimes. It just feels a little public outrage that doesn't line up with your private life or what you would genuinely be cool with. I'm saying this in an inarticulate way. No, I'm always very sense. skeptical of Twitter outrage. Yeah. I'm going to go. Is Twitter um, around still? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I heard people are going oh, to Mastodon. Elon Musk. He had an announcement today. Oh, Elon Musk just uh, pissed off the wrong senator. Oh, no. Oh, it's bad. Is Twitter going away? Do we have to go to Mastodon? Have you guys heard of Mastodon? What? That's a thing. What? Is that another social media platform? I think it's another social media thing. Uh-oh. Anyway, we'll take a break. All right. Um, oh, I wanted to tell you something fun. In fact, I'll save it for See Something, Say Something. Okay. I saw something that I, I thought was really visually stunning over the weekend. I'll tell okay. you what it was and where you could see it, too. Uh, in some Alec Baldwin news, mm. um, is he getting sued or is he suing somebody? We'll talk to you about that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Guys, it's Stevie Boy for my friends at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Are you getting in the holiday mood? Starting to feel it? The weather certainly helping with that. Maybe you're looking to have a great time. A date night, office party, family celebration. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters has a bunch of fun things on their schedule. First off... It's a great dinner, followed by any number of great shows. On the main stage, it's Footloose, and it's electric choreography and music, all sorts of fun. Now, maybe concerts are more up your alley. Coming up, tributes to the car. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Carpenters and the great Aretha Franklin. Also, eight different holiday hits with a little something for everyone almost every night from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve, including the Rock and Roll Christmas Spectacular, the Soulful, Soulful Ginger Commodore, the Incredible Cat Perkins, Celtic Holiday Hooli, Andy and Bing, and Mick Sterling's new Vintage Vegas New Year. You'll laugh out loud with Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret every single Friday and Saturday night. And just a reminder, Chan Asin Dinner Theater gift cards make perfect holiday gifts. For tickets and more info, visit ChanAssenDT.com. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Dawn McLean with us for another maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Hey, Dawn. Lucky us. Hey, man. Hey. What, did you do the morning show this morning? I Yes. Nice. I did. Nice. Yes. We, it's Zen's third birthday today. Oh, nice. my gosh. Wow. Sweet. Oh, big day. Wow, Real that's big cool. day. I saw him over the weekend at the Twin Cities Con. Oh, I yeah. tried to speak a little Spanish to him, and the Aww. look on his face was absolutely do not speak that language. To me, yeah. that is my dad's language that I speak to him. Oh. Yeah. He went, ugh. Like in disgust, he looked at me. It was hilarious. <laughs> he was I've shocked. I met him. And then disgust. Oh, my God. And then disgust. <laughs> so funny. Why haven't you he met him? Um, speaking of three-year-olds... Zen was born, you know, like a week and a half after Dev. Mm-hmm. Um, and we missed our opportunity to have them during the pandemic. I think it was uh, Millennial Hannah, God rest her soul, soul still alive, <laughs> that she was like, we should do a Zoom call yeah, with uh, w- with Zen and Dev. I mean, two babies and a grand total of six letters used on their names. That's pretty efficient. Oh, that's real good. <laughs> but So you've never met Zen. Have you met Dev yet, Donna? Nope. What's up with that? You tell me. Thank you. Listen, aside from that, I'm seeing something that I have to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay, I'm hanging on. Don't think I don't notice. Okay, okay, now okay. I wrote down <laughs> what I think she's gonna say, uh-huh. and then um, let's see. I'll, and then yeah, I'll, I'll hold it up okay. so that Don can see it. So Don, you can make sure that we're all being honorable here. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Donna. Would you see? You were in. See something? Say something. You dye your beard. Hey, Donna. <laughs> what is it? Ah, oh, beard dye. Beard dye. Yep, oh, you do yeah. It. So I was getting my hair cut over the weekend on Friday. Yeah. And uh, and I said to my uh, to my the w- wonderful Joanne from Joanne's Barbershop in Bloomington. All right, go see her, patronize the business. It's right off Lindale. I uh, I said, hey, can you like sort of like fade the beard a little? I'm mean, not shaving right now. I said, why don't you like fade it because we go short on the sides, sort of fade into it. And then as we were doing it, she said, um, it's essentially it's too bad that your beard is all these colors, which is uh, brown, <laughs> red, and gray. 
And I said, you know, I've dyed it before. And she was like, oh, yeah, just dye it. What are you doing? And so I, I get dye that night. And I the last time I dyed it was. Why didn't you have her do it? Oh, no, it's not that sort of a shop. I'm not having her color my beard. I've done this before. I said, uh, okay, great. So what I did, I got medium brown to kind of like match the hair on my head. Um, and you don't want to go dark brown or jet black because it will come oh, out right, dark brown. But I do it. Um, and what I would really love, if I didn't have to do anything, and maybe even the next time I do something with Kelly and Ryan, I might not shave. I don't know yet. I haven't made up my mind. What I would love to do as an experiment is to, you know how metrosexuals or lumbersexuals, that's what they call them, how they can grow out a manicured beard. I would like to, for the rest of the year, each time I get a haircut, sort of fade into it, but keep growing around my mouth hairs Mm. out a little bit for some shape. Mm. So anyway, I get, I get that we can debate that later, but I get the, the dye and I think I just, Left it in for probably a couple minutes too long. I wanted it to be just a little bit lighter than it is right now. But may I suggest something? Sure. You can still see some gray in my goatee. Yeah. Little, no, it looks good. It looks good. It looks good on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm it looking at you. I didn't really look take too good of a look at you when you came out. Let me do the. Just, just want to get another look, look at, at you. you. Oh, that was Donna doing Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Let me take a good look at you. Um, I did not look at you in person, but it looks good on the camera. There you go. Yeah, looks great. All right, I saw it. I said it. You, listen, I was hoping that you didn't see it, and I was like, "This is great," because now she's not going to say it. No, nope. then you ended up seeing it. Thought said it. There you go. Do you think I should have not dyed my beard? No, it looks good. Because the hair grows. Here's what's frustrating. Thank you guys for the space. Like new hairs are going to keep coming in. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. It requires, if you dye anything, it requires upkeep. Right, ladies, my roots. <laughs> so the, I, the, what's frustrating for some guys uh, me, is when you grow a solid amount of facial hair. It's not a big burly beard. I'm not like a beastly beard grower. But when you grow the hair, but then it comes in light brown, red, and gray, you're like, man, this looks a little dirtier and less manicured and so ideally if i go about three minutes less people are losing their minds today when they see me you know what i mean gosh, <laughs> yeah, look how sure. handsome he is etc oh, yes wow. right um <clears throat> so good job anyway now i saw something sus. all right you go stunning i watched episode one of rings of power on oh, amazon yes what's that which is the new series based on Lord of the Rings lore, so to speak. And Amazon spent a gazillion dollars on this. It was like this and Wheel of Time where there are two really big investments. Uh-huh. And I haven't seen Wheel of Time, but I, I liked the Lord of the Rings movies. I should rewatch them because I think there's a lot I forget about them. Um, and I liked the Hobbit movies. So I watched this and... Episode one of Rings of Power, the first thing I noticed was how beautifully shot this show is. Mm -hmm. If you have an appreciation for really, and I know you don't, but like really clear (laughs) images. I was, and I think I was sitting closer to the TV. I was watching it in the basement. I was like, oh my gosh, look at how clear this is. You see there's this young young lady, this young actress in the opening scene. You see the hairs above her lip. 
like just like the little girl like face fuzz. You oh, wow. see that shining in the sunlight. Uh, it was just so beautiful. It almost reminded me of the first time that I'd ever seen like a Blu-ray high def movie and thought, goodness gracious. It was it looked beautiful. The music was great. The scenery, the imagery was lovely. And I thought for a pilot episode, there was a wonderful story arc where the beginning of the episode, the middle and the end all felt very satisfying and has me excited to see where this goes. So I give a a ringing endorsement, at least to episode one of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Okay. Thank you. Don, I'm going to come see you in person so you can look at my uh, dyed beard hair and, uh, you know, keep it professional, but I want you to tell me how it makes you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. We're going to let Don go. Kenny grows a good beard. Oh, yeah. Although Kenny doesn't know half the stuff that's in it. (laughs) There's a bird's nest. Yeah. That old piece of ramen. All right. We'll be right back. Bye, Bye, Don.